Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Okay, we are back. This is the WFNY Browns cast, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Uh, we're brought to you by uh, Underdog Fantasy. For first-time depositors, enter in the code WFNY at checkout, and Underdog will match your deposit up to $100. Underdog is a great platform if you're tired of the DFS salary system. There are tons of game types, drafts, and uh, any sport that you want each night. Uh, don't forget, use WFNY at checkout to get your first-time deposit matched up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy. And we are here to recap the Browns' 23-10 loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm your host, Joe Gilbert. Uh, I'm here again with Taylor Jezrezak. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Yeah. Watch football, uh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get into it. <clears throat> so they lose 23-10. Yeah. Uh, Basically, I don't know, the game the game both felt closer than 23 to 10 and didn't feel closer than the 23 to 10. I don't know. Like it's a weird it, it was kind of a weird game to read. Um, it was because it feel, felt like the Browns did a lot to throw it away, but they also did enough they also did enough to not let it get out of hand. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, let's let's get so the defense was I, I can't take – I can't really – besides one drive where they just look like they never tackled before, I, I really can't – and and then, then the play action. Yeah, the flea better. flicker. I, I haven't seen a flea flicker work since like 2014. Um, <laughs> just wait for their Joe Woods led on defense. They'll, they'll find a way to show you one. Yeah, I mean, Grant Delpit had two bad plays in a row. There was that, and then he he missed a pretty clear tackle on the run, which the, was the next offensive play. Right. Um, I don't know. Uh, apparently, JOK limped into the locker room after being carted into the oh, tunnel. Great. So we're, we're down to, like, linebackers 7, 8, and 9. Um, Jeez. We're down to center 72, which, yeah. which I guess works because that's his number. But um, – you can't really make a whole lot of excuses, but I mean, the, there's clear reasons that the Browns are not winning football games, and yeah, today it was a myriad of reasons, and they 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 just didn't play well enough to win today. I mean, it's pretty right. it's pretty simple. Yeah, they didn't play well enough to win last week either. Just the Texans played worse. Right. Um, yeah. So. This was pretty much a game of just loss opportunities. They, uh, I was writing a recap. So they had three red zone trips. They scored 10 points out of that. And then they had two other drives, uh, interception at the 26-yard line, and then a turnover on downs on the 25-yard line. So all those points were – they got 10 points out of that. So five trips, um, and it was just 10 points. And uh, – that's basically what it fell down to because the defense did enough overall to win this game. Uh, they just did not score. They just couldn't score. Um, and we'll get into it late, a little bit later, but um, there's 
I think we're kind of figuring out what this what this offense is is right now. Um, but uh, let's just get let's talk about the uh, let's talk about Deshaun first. Uh, how do you think he played overall? I thought he was better. Yeah, um, better is definitely the word I would use, but it would hard to it would hard to be worse. Right, It'd be hard to be worse than he was last week. Right. I mean, if you're looking at a scale of one to ten, last week was about a two. Uh, it was only a two because he didn't turn her over more than once. Um, this week I would like say it would probably be about a six, like a six. Yeah, yeah, he a, a bit above average. The mechanics were better, right? Like he fixed that. Um, he was making nice throws. He made a like the third of Donovan People Jones to play before the interception it was great, was yeah, really nice. Uh, but the interception came on the thing that he still has to fix. He's not seeing, he's not making decisions fast enough. Mm. Um, and that's, he, do, that's he, he didn't double, he didn't double clutch like Baker uh, on that yeah. play, but he, he took one extra step up. And I think if he doesn't take that extra step up that I, at least that's not getting picked. Um, yeah, but, and that has everything to do with being out seven hundred days. Like you, you just don't, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't project what the kind of the speed of the game is, and just projecting how you're going to read the defense fast enough. <laughs> um, it's just something you can't, you can't pretend to do during practice because that's practice, and they're not running full speed, and they're running, you're running against a defense you know. Um, yeah, it's just it's yeah, it's something that he's just gonna have to do uh, the last four weeks here to get kind of going. Um, but we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, yeah, so I thought he was better. I thought his arm, his physically, I thought he was he was closer to what we expected from Deshaun Watson. Uh, his he didn't have that many low throws or kind of poor throws that we saw last week. He ran pretty well this week. I thought yeah. his pocket presence was better. Uh, there was times where I think he rushed a little bit, but I still – it was better than last week. We continue to say that. It's, yeah, it's, uh, but again, better than last week is right. certainly a choice. Is, is, I mean, it's hard to be worse. Right. So Yeah. Um. But I, the thing I wanted to get into, the kind of the point that was pointed out um, by uh, someone from PFF this week or the, during the game, um, this offensive line is bad. It's just a bad offensive line right now. Yeah. Um, and it's been that fact for, I think he said it was week nine. They're the second worst graded offensive line. And it's showing this run game is not good. It's not the backbone anymore. Um, they can't, they can't really do much in the run game. Um, the, the stretch plays, the outside runs are getting just absolutely dominated because the interior can't block, especially, uh, for Holt. Um, it's just, uh, it's not a good offensive line. And, and when you're built on kind of working off your run game, that's, that's devastating for your offense. And I think that's where pretty much where all the kind of downfall of this offense has come down to. Um, if we look before like the weeks before 
Deshaun came in, like this offense was struggling even before Deshaun got in here. And yeah. I think just a rusty quarterback compared paired with that, it's it just uh, it's not something that could be successful right now. Yeah, I mean, if, if you've, it doesn't take watching film to notice that teams have found the weak spot. Yeah. And it seems pretty consistently like any pressure that's coming at the Browns or any stunts that come at the Browns is all on the interior now. Um, they're just taking advantage of a fact, the fact that Froholt's just not a center. Nope. I mean, he, he's a borderline serviceable guard, but even then he kind of struggled when he was put there. But right. it, it, when, when you have a, an offense that's so predicated on the center being able to make reach blocks and pull at times and yeah. <laughs> and the center isn't even playing at a passable level, then a lot of your run to, your run game just kind of goes out the window. Right. And then who – and while I won't necessarily defend Stefanski fully because I don't think he had his best day today, some of his – some of his uh, calls were a bit weird. Uh, the fourth Not down call. First down. Yeah. They're running on first down. My God. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how many times we can watch this and like it's just not working. You can't run on first down. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they used to be able to run on first down. Right. It's just. But it's been what? What week are we in? Five weeks now? <laughs> I don't know. Time to figure know. out that you can't do it. It's been such a long few weeks. I don't even know how long Froholt's been the center. Um, yeah. Week 10. Seems like longer, though. <laughs> or week 11. Yeah, it was the Buffalo. Yeah. So, I don't know if Posick's going to come back. I think. I mean, I think next week could be his last game on IR because they put him on IR. Um, obviously, they would need him back if, if possible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't know. Like, we're, we're getting to the point where you almost have to try someone different because... Yeah. Running him out there every week isn't working either. Yeah. Like, in this whole entire game, DJ Reader was the best player on the field for any any four, any any time anybody was on the field, he was the best player. He just dominated. Um, he They couldn't they couldn't block him because Froholt was pretty much being targeted by him. Um, it, it was it was bad. And, yeah, I, I don't know how you can run him out there again. I know there's they're running out of options. But, yeah, I mean, they signed that guy a few weeks ago. But, like, right. Like, he must be bad, I guess. <laughs> like, if they're not even wor- willing to, like, kind of try it. Um, it's just, see, it's becoming a huge, huge problem. Um, and it's not, it's not getting helped out by the other – by four of the other five linemen not playing well either. No, I mean, um, I, the, I mean, even Batonio had a hold today. Um, right. Right. He's been our, probably our best one. And, and he had a hold and yeah, it's just not, it's not good. Um, this is the first time in, in years where we can say the offensive line is absolutely killing this offense. <laughs> yeah. Like, not, not since the Freddie kitchens year has it been. Yeah. Like, at a certain point, you can't you can't blame the offensive line entirely because 
the leader who is supposed to be the center is just not up to it, but right. <clears throat> it does feel like the right side of the line is not getting the push that they have. I have a feeling both of those guys are probably just playing through stuff. Um, yeah. We know Conklin is. <laughs> yeah, we know Conklin I is. Think Conklin Teller, is has, Teller had that calf injury, so I don't know if he's 100% healthy. I think we're out there. You gotta, you gotta play well, and right. That's that's the problem. Like we, we obviously the injuries have just killed us and killed the offensive line, and it's something you have to take into account. But like, if you're out there, you gotta do something. You gotta produce, and like they're not. (laughs) Like Wills is up and down, and I don't think he has any injury problems right now, which is actually a miracle for him. Um. The, uh, the yeah the right side is is pretty pretty banged up but still Wyatt Teller's got to be better when you have a when you have your fifteenth center on on the, on the line you got to have help like and they're and they're not helping so that just it it makes it kind of even worse um, when you can't pick up the guy inside of you it, it just it makes the whole situation worse and that's where the browns are at they can't run the ball they i think what he had what was the averages today 71 2.8 2.8 yes 2.8 and i think uh that was aided by uh the scrambles of uh, Deshaun Watson too um yeah it was it was bad um and i i don't think it was. It, it might actually be. Um, it might actually be helpful that they lost this game, and there's probably no hope of playoffs now because um, I think there's bigger things to fry now, getting Deshaun Watson ready and kind of going that route. But um, no, I mean at this point, at this point, yes, they're not mathematically eliminated. You could win your last four and. You would have to get a lot of help. <laughs> yeah, you'd need a lot of help because, I mean, you'd finish nine and eight. I don't know. Nah, uh, like even even trying to talk yourself right. into that's tough. But it's mental gymnastics, right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, their last four games aren't all that tough, but. Right. It, By the way, take the not... under next week. Oh my god. <laughs> That might take that might push back offense offensive play years next week. Well, well, who's their quarterback next week? I don't think it's Huntley. I think he might be out. Well, I mean, not only that, we might be getting on the pod at like six three fifteen. Right. <laughs> uh, that game ended today. That the Steelers game ended today when there was still eleven minutes to go in the Browns game. Right. Yeah. I, I was like, oh crap, that ended early. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, they're not. I mean, you'd you'd think that they're not going to be able to run the ball. Like it, it's weird. Like the the thought that you're not trusting the Browns. Um, you're not trusting the Browns' ground game to be productive. Yeah, <laughs> that's where we're at. It hasn't been productive in in weeks. Yeah, um, it was which is not how it should week. be. Which is not how this offense operates. Which is what's yeah. putting them in weird places. Right. Yeah. How many third and longs did they have this today? <laughs> like all of them, almost. Most of them. 
Like they they're getting their first down their first down average has to be just awful, god awful for the past couple weeks, um, because they keep continuing to run it on a consistent basis on first down, and they're getting nothing out of it. Um, yeah, it's 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 tough to watch. The run game is just bad, um, and, and and like no one is being successful in it. Like Nick Chubb. <laughs> This is what the third or fourth week, besides last week. But how many times has he had like thirty to forty yards in the past couple of weeks? It's a couple or three times now. Like it's, yeah. it's this is this is the worst he's been, and it's not his fault. He no, just I, had no room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like Nick Chubb all of a sudden forgot how to find holes. Yeah. I mean, there's been games where he struggled in the past where Kareem Hunt's come in and done well, but Kareem Hunt looks doesn't look like what he was anymore. Um, and, and I don't know how much of that to blame on him and how much of that to blame on the line, but right. It. Yeah. <laughs> when you don't have a functioning, functioning offensive line, the way this offense works, you're just not going to be able to be successful because right. everything that this offense does is so predicated on looks that the offensive line gives, whether it's, the many different ways they run the ball or even down to the, down to passing the ball. It, when you're getting blitzed up the middle, every play because defenses know that your center is both not good and likely maybe won't make the right ad- way over his head. <laughs> yeah. Maybe won't make the right adjustments at the, at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. It's, it's asking for things to go wrong and. Right. And, um, it's not going to get any better next week. Baltimore's going to blitz the hell out of them. Right. And, like, like the, if these problems maybe happen next year, they may have an option next year because your quarterback should be up to speed and being able to play kind of hide these problems. But right now you got a half – a half-baked quarterback who's not ready to not ready to kind of lead the offense by himself, and that's just a recipe for disaster right now. Um, yeah, and, and it puts I I know there's frustration with Stefanski, and I, I'm a little frustrated with his first run, first down run plays, and just kind I'm of also has, a little frustrated with the uh, goal line fade. I don't really like that. Right, I, w- I would agree with that too. Um, I do wonder if it was, if it was just, um, if it was a Stefanski call or if kind of uh, Sean just liked that option. But uh, yeah, I did not like that play either. Um, it kind of it's a all or nothing play. Um, and then yeah, the just the run plays, the, con- the kind of the continuation of just running it when it just doesn't work. I know you want to kind of sustain the run game so it's more balanced, but it's when it's not working, it's not working. Not like you're, yeah. you're trying, you're trying for, for nothing here. Um, so, but other than other than that, like he's just in a tough spot. <laughs> like you have a you have an offensive line who's bad. You have a quarterback who has who's in his second game after not playing for seven hundred days or se- yeah seven hundred games days. Um, it, it just there's not much he could do. <laughs> like yep. you can't, you can't ski. I think um, Amari looked. He didn't look hundred percent. No, he looked hurt. That. Yeah, yeah, he, he looked hurt. 
his routes didn't seem like he was kind of in and out of his breaks like very fluidly like he used to is used to be um and that's like your guy that that's like you're pretty much your only guy right now who is able to get separation uh, on a consistent basis and when that's not happening you got you got no options for you um yeah it's uh it's tough the offense is it's tough to watch um but uh, getting to the defense, um, I thought the defense played pretty solidly. Uh, I thought the front four was exceptional. Miles um, Garrett was once again dominant. Um, yeah. He may have not got the st- statistical stats that he usually gets against Cincinnati. He finished with he, two sacks. They credited him with a sack. They, oh, they credited, did? They credited him with a sack because even though there was no receivers, Jamar Chase dropped back like he was going to throw. So they credited him with yeah. a sack on that. Okay, good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he was he was dominant again. Um, I thought Jonah Williams was cheating <laughs> half the game, um, yeah. getting offsides, but they never called it. Uh, don't even get into the uh, flag situation. God, if yeah. we never see Jerome Boger's crew again, that would be the greatest day. Like that is the worst crew in the league. Like for both sides, that's just like so many penalties. It's like. You're just killing the flow of anything that you can do. The one, the one call that I mean, there was a few calls that I probably disagree with. Most of them were holds on, like yeah. the holds that were called on the Browns seem kind of weak. Um, I don't like that they called pass interference on Denzel Ward. If anything, it was a hold. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, it, oh, it could have easily been called hold, and that that's 28 yards difference. All right. Because it was a 33-yard penalty. Right. And what so, are the spots? Yeah, the spots were really bad. Today, but <laughs> like, what are they doing? Like, I don't think yeah. it ended up mattering any time. No. Uh, like, it's not like it led to a turnover on downs. Yeah. But like, it was god-awful. Yeah. Okay, getting back to the defense. Um, yeah, so Miles Garrett was great. I thought Jadavion was pretty good, too. Um. The run game was back to or run defense was back to being pretty bad for. Uh, they, they were. I mean, they, they had one bad. Down. They had one bad play. Well, I would say they were up and down. They were gouged a little bit, and then they were they would shut them down for a good stretch. It was kind of it was very weird. They had one. They had one really bad play, and then a couple like like two or three eight to twelve yard runs. Right. Which. I mean, those happen over the course of a game. It's the 40-yard run that was a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, even with that, they only went for 136. True. Mm-hmm. So, like... It's better for the Browns defense. <laughs> defense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's not good, but it's... Like, yeah. for most of the game, they looked pretty decent against it. Um, once, once the Bengals started just spamming comeback routes, the... <laughs> Uh, like they just kept kind of going down the field. Burrow was nine of twenty-one in the first half, and he was nine of twelve in the second half. So, like, yeah, yeah. I think I think Zach Taylor actually figured out. Okay, maybe we shouldn't allow Miles Garrett five seconds to get into the backfield each play. Yeah, they they finally let's, made a coaching adjustment. Let's get the ball him, out took of him this. Five, took him to the sixth try to make a coaching adjustment. <laughs> let's get the ball out of the hands. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it was uh, the obviously the defensive line kept the defense in the game. Um, there's probably a couple times where they were saved by Jadavion and Miles and all the pass rush getting after it, but it, it was a it was a solid for it was a winning performance that they should have won the game if they were able to score on the other side. I thought. Um, yeah. Holding, what were they, they were averaging like what thirty one points the last couple games or something. So holding under twenty three is really good. Um, but the, there was there was a drive where you kind of just like this team hasn't been complimentary through the whole through season. Right after that touchdown drive, that what was it three plays? They were already down down yeah. in the red zone, like. That's something that you, you you don't want to see from your defense, who's been playing, who had been playing well for most of the game, just kind of <laughs> completely lose their sense of uh, sense of place there. But um, overall, I can't really take much against the uh, defense. Um, any thoughts on the defense that you had besides the pass rush? Um, Grant Delpit, yeah. had two mistakes again uh, after probably about a month and a half of playing pretty well. Right. Uh, Denzel Ward, I think, had a okay game. Yeah, he was good. Like, the Browns didn't get beat over the top except for on the flea flicker. And if that's what you yeah. need to beat a team over the top, then something the defense <laughs> is doing is working. Right. Now uh, they were I, – I have to – I'd say they were aided by T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd not being in there. So yeah, do have to put that that little note in there too. Yeah, because um, there's a couple times, especially in the first half, where it looked like Joe Burrow had nowhere to throw to. Um, but yeah, that's something just to kind of throw in there too. Yeah, uh, I mean the Bengals figured it out as the game went on. Uh, first time blind squirrel nut. Um, but I mean, the difference in the game really came down to the fact that every time that the Browns have played this team since 2020, the offensive line has played well enough to give the Browns a chance to score a bunch of points. Mm -hmm. And today the offensive line didn't play well enough to give them the leeway to be the offense that they usually are, which is be able to keep keep a team on their toes. Um, when when the Browns can't run the ball, they don't they don't necessarily have the weapons to be whipping it all over the yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Um, special teams nothing. Well besides that we do have well, the unfortunate part. part is you could say that the special teams were Relatively, but they made the biggest mistake in yeah, the game. That's what we were, so, I was going to say. Yeah, the uh, the uh, roughing the kicker or roughing the punter was probably probably the nail in the coffin. If you kind of look back at it, like yeah, and it was the game was zero zero at that point. Right. Yeah. It was. And like, it was like it was like a clearest day kind of. <laughs> yeah, like he hit both legs and just knocked crap out of the punter. I don't know what yeah. he was doing. 
I, I, someone in the Discord, I agree with. I don't know why you go after the punter anymore. Like, how many block punts do we ever see anymore? Like, I, I feel like punters are so good now, and and just kind of the blocking is so good now that it's really hard to get a block punt. And uh, yeah, it was it was going to be great field position too. I think it was at the forty or something like that where he caught it. Yeah. Uh, so that just killed the momentum and uh, kind of changed the game for the rest of the game there. Um, yeah, because I, I think I mean if you what did what did the Browns have on that drive? Let's see, fifty three yards of penalties. Yeah, let me see what it was. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, so it was it was 7 nothing. Oh, no, no, it was, yeah, it was 0-0. And then 7 nothing. and it was, yeah, that many penalty. That was just god-awful drive. Um and that was right at the towards the end of the quarter too, where they kind of bunched up the points at the end. Um, but yeah, it wasn't the special teams. It's one of those things. Special teams isn't isn't really noticeable until it is until they make the right until they make a problem and they made a problem there. Yep. Um, darn starting videos. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's just uh, it's another kind of pre for day. <laughs> yeah, they they come up uh, and ruin a game, hard to kind of turn a game. Um, besides that, uh, kind of just my ending point here would be as just kind of now now it's all there's only one mission really in my in my view is just get Deshaun Watson ready for two twenty twenty three. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any other reason. <laughs> like, there's no other. I mean, obviously, win made. games. Oh, but, yeah, it's true. But I mean, if you can finish nine and seven, or finish nine and eight, finish nine and eight. But right. Um, the objective should be getting Watson as ready as possible to get to get go into 2023 fresh and ready to go. Don't don't give the Texans a top ten pick because then you won't hear the end of it. Oh yeah, that would be nice too. Um. I don't know. I mean, uh, no, I think they lost. Oh, they they fell apart. Yeah, they. Uh, they did. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was uh, like, they won. They they could have won, and then they blew it. But um, it, it's nine and eight could get you there. You need a ton of help, but mm. I, I think. Finishing four and two in the division would be a good good step, I think. Yeah, winning your last four would be a good step. Not, I mean, I don't think morale in the building is as low as the fans probably feel it. It is right. Um, I, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand what the people who are calling for firings 
um, and calling for clearing house and like, right. yes, obviously the special teams coach and the, and the um, defensive, defensive coordinator should probably not come back, but yeah, that's the all people who, the, the people who want to clear house. I, I, I don't, I don't see what that's accomplishing. Like, right. Yeah. It, it, like we said it during, at least I said it during the preseason, like, once the 11 games came down, I, I thought this was a throwaway season for Stefanski. Um, obviously, there if it was just a – if he didn't win a game or something like that, then – Yeah, obviously, they had to not look like total garbage. Right. But, like, but this is the not – total garbage that they put out there wasn't necessarily his fault. Yeah, right. Like, this is just not the season to judge him, really. Like, there's – obviously, you can judge him on some things, but, other like, some of it was just out of his hands and – I'm not going to rest my whole franchise decisions on on a season where things were not in his not in his grasp. So yeah, it's um uh, special teams and and defense definitely need to probably clear house um as best as they can uh because they those two are the by far the most just up and down Kind of, they they just don't look as units from week to week. So those are the ones that I would clear house on. But other than that, there's, there's no, we shouldn't be even talking about it. No, <laughs> and it, I mean it just it just feels like as soon as one one little slip up happens, it feels like half of the Twitter sphere wants <laughs> if they just have a fetish of right firing people. They because, just love coach searches because that worked so many times in the past. Like, I don't know how many coaches have we seen. Right. And the thing that I always go back to is, is Deshaun Watson show obviously chose for the money. That was like his, the winning bid. But a lot of it was because of what Stefanski and Barry sold him on. So like to cut bait, after what six games that he gets to play, like I feel that would just be an awful. It just it doesn't make any sense to me, but we're in Cleveland, so you never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just this isn't this isn't a a season that like obviously this isn't the season you wanted, but it's also a season that's literally two plays away from being seven and five, seven and six right now. Mm. So seven and six probably has them in the playoffs as of right now, because they would have the tiebreaker over the jets. And, and really that's why we'd be firing a defense coordinator. Like he was pretty much the catalyst in why they lost that game is his unit just fell, fell apart. Like, we're, it's not like we're not addre- we wouldn't be addressing the problems on this team. It's just you're if you wanted to cut the whole head coach, like that's not addressing the problems. Yeah, and then obviously injuries have not helped, and you you can't you can't go into next season. And now I feel like we can talk about next season because they didn't win this game. Yeah, but you can't go in to next season with this with this um 
defensive line group. Mm. Obviously, that's, you're going to have Miles Garrett back, but that's objective you're, number one. You're, you're not going to have just, uh, Jadavian Clowney back. You're not going to have. You, you got to fix defensive tackle some way. Now, I mean, that's just that, so much of the problems that have plagued this season have come down to simple things that like defensive tackles being so below average and linebackers getting hurt and center, the center position being, being forced to play a guard. Like that's amazing. Yeah. Like it doesn't, when, when you're not, when you don't have a backup, when you have your backup quarterback playing for as long as they did, you don't have that margin for error. And now that you have your quarterback, you have even less margin for error because you've now played, you've played 11 games and everyone got hurt. So many people got hurt. So you, you still have that same slim margin for error. You just have a better quarterback now. So, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that, that I would agree. That's the objective. Number one, this off season is get fix that defensive line. It, it, it has been the downfall of the whole entire defense besides the coaching staff, but um, it, it just, you can't run, you just can't run non-NFLers in there. And that's what they've been doing. Like they just been God awful below, way below average. Um, and you just, when, when there's just, when you just have a part of a defense that just is, shouldn't be on the field, like it kill, it can kill you. Like I know, I know they don't want to invest heavily, which is fine. But you just gotta, you gotta get NFL level guys. Yeah, you you can't can't have. You can't just put anybody out there. I mean, this is, this is like sending someone with like a minus three war out there, right? At second base, like right, right, right. Like they, they will find you. Yeah, (laughs) the ball will find you. Yeah. And the defense will find like they watch enough film. Right. They're gonna know if we blitz this guy, <laughs> he's right. gonna he's gonna poop his pants and <laughs> yeah. Like, um. So yeah, that's definitely that would be number one. Uh, I think receiver. They just need a deep threat would be another one, but this yeah. is obviously down the road. But yeah, we we can have these discussions in the off season today. Yeah. Today, I I mean, aside from. Cooper being hurt, I thought the receivers played pretty well. Bell is starting to make more of an impact. Yeah. Uh, Peoples Jones had a pretty big impact today. He just didn't catch right. the one ball that he really needed to. Um, I don't know. I, Th- this offense doesn't function the same way when it doesn't have a healthy running game, and unless right. unless they all of a sudden get Nick Harris back, <laughs> they're not going to have a healthy running game. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what Ethan Postich is working, looking at right now, but God, I hope he's getting healthy. <laughs> yeah. Just show us, just show us a, a competent. He was playing so well too, and it just, yeah, I don't know. yeah, not much you can do. But uh, any no. kind of final thoughts on this? Brian I don't know. I, I just, I, I want, I want them to show life in the last right month. Yeah, that would be. I will say, it, if they kind of just quit, then there's a problem. I do. I will say that, but I don't. No, and they shouldn't be at that point because right. 
theoretically, you're still that. alive. If you win out, yeah. nine and eight might get you there. It probably won't, but it might. Right. I, I mean, yeah. it's not out of the question that nine and eight gets you there. I think right. the the seventh place team right now is seven and six. Right. So you're two right. games out still. Yeah. 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 There's okay. no there's no reason to pack it in at this point. Right. True. Uh, okay. Cool. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. This is a uh, another rousing rendition of uh, Browns WFM Brownscast. Uh, following a uh, a tough loss. Um, but thanks for joining us. Um, we'll be back this week, uh, Wednesday or Thursday, talking about um, Baltimore Ravens, our second to last uh, AFC North home game or game on the schedule. Um, so another big game if they want any kind of dream, dream hope to get in. Um, I mean, not even, not even for that. I, I just, Right, just need to just need to win for the sake of winning the in the AFC. Need, yeah, yeah. I mean, you just gotta win. Yeah. When's the last Baltimore win? Uh, That's a, it's been a second, hasn't it? Yeah, it's was been a it, while. Was it the twenty twenty season? No, they got blown out in week one, and then they had that crazy Monday night game. What was the one that they blew him out? Or was that was that Kitchens here? That was the that was like yeah, week was three so of Kitchen twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah. They didn't win last year, right? No, they didn't. Uh, no. They lost close, but or no, no, they did win last year. They beat they? Um, they beat Tyler Huntley when he came in. Oh, okay. They hurt Lamar in the second quarter, and they beat him afterwards. Okay. Yeah, so they did win last year. They okay. beat the they beat the Ravens last year. Yeah, but it's always good to beat the Ravens. So. Yeah, so uh, thanks for joining us, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next week. Go Browns. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast.